Hi, and welcome to the Just Riding Along show. Hey team, a race that is near and dear to me in my hometown is coming back for 2024, the Slide and Enduro Series. For the month of April, you can do the weeknight series each week for a cumulative weeknight standing, or just come to race all four stages in one day with the one-day race. New for 2024, there will be a bonus stage for pro and expert. What Mike, the awesome race director, is looking for is sponsorship for the entire series. There are a few tiers of sponsorship. A gold sponsor is $1,000, silver is $500, and bronze is $250. These can all be cash or equivalent product at wholesale value. All levels will receive their company logo on the event shirt in varying sizes based on their sponsorship level, but the gold level will go on the event posters and banner. If you're wanting to go for gold, you need to have your info in by March 10th. For silver and bronze, you need to have your info in by April 1st. No matter what level you choose, you'll be helping make racing and Salida possible so we all get more podium opportunities. You can reach Mike directly at info at to receive the sponsorship agreement and stay tuned. We will be doing a bonus JRA in the near future that interviews Mike so you can get to know him a little and learn how he puts on such an awesome event for Salida. Hello and welcome to episode 131. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bone Juice. I don't know why Andrea started to drink tea <laughs> right after I said, let me think of something witty to start this show with. And she's like, let me drink tea. The funniest fucking thing is when you said something witty, I looked at that container and I thought bone juice. Spooky bitch. So for uh, for those of you that don't know about bone juice, uh, I have started taking a couple of supplements. I now take some turmeric for inflammation and antioxidants. And I also use a collagen powder and it tastes like fucking ground up bones it's the nastiest shit that you've ever (laughs) tasted and yes i know they make it in flavors they make it where it's less nasty but when you purchase that you get more stuff that's not ground up bones and less stuff uh well you you just get yeah like you you pay for a less of what you really need out of it so I just refuse. I mix it with a little bit of Gatorade powder which makes it slightly more palpable. Slightly better but it's also it doesn't dissolve very well in cold water so I usually use slightly warm water so it's like warm Gatorade and bones. It's (laughs) it's really awful. I'll give you five bucks if you mix it up with Fireball next time. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, uh, I just started calling it bone juice because that's what it tastes like. Kenny, have you, uh, do you have any fun supplements that you can call, I don't know, by funny names? Uh, I don't know. I don't really, now that I'm not racing and stuff, I don't really have a lot of that stuff. One of those pills that was made by Rhino Power, if one accidentally was split open a little bit or something, was just like a lot of things in pills was horrifically bad. Like you would just instantly vomit. (laughs) Um, That's the reason it's in a pill. I can't remember which one it was though. There was, it was probably uh, one of the, Oh, it was the, it was the yellow one. So the white one was just an electrolyte pill, like a salt tab essentially with some other fancy stuff in it. So no big deal there. And the yellow one was their endurance pill. And I don't know what the fuck was in that thing to this day. Uh, they seem uh, it's to probably like an amino acid or something. I probably it seemed to work pretty good, but holy shit, did it taste bad! And then they had the green pills, 
which were the, I think it was called <laughs> is Motivation. That, is that company still around? Yeah, Rhino Power is big. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they had the green ones, which are Motivation, and those things. So it was a caffeine pill. We, yes, but there was other shit in it, too. And it was like having four Red Bulls at once, and if you had two of them, you were fucked. I want to... I want to look at this. Okay, energy and here we go. Motivation, pre-workout, focus, and energy supplement. How much caffeine does this bitch have in it? But from what I recall, it oddly wasn't the amount of caffeine, if it even had any caffeine at all. It had some other stuff in it, like ground up uranium or something. Well, it has. No, it's a uh, guarana seed extract is caffeine. Oh, uh, three hundred. Well, it's three hundred and sixty milligrams of that seed extract, which I don't know what that would equal in actual caffeine. And it says lower that there's one hundred and thirty-six oh, milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, in two capsules, 136 milligrams of caffeine, which is a pretty stout dose of caffeine. But it has 200 milligrams of taurine in it as well. And and taurine is in Monster. And uh, and Red Bull. Red Bull. Well, anyway. Tell you what, I had two Red Bulls in four hours recently. Yeah, I mean, that that's go? pretty, I would say that's median for the adult population. Well, I'm just taking this stuff because I'm just looking for... I'm looking to reduce my intake of ibuprofen, basically, um, so less joint pain and inflammation. So that's, that's which one. Why I'm which one it. does what? Too much Tylenol burns your liver out, and too much ibuprofen burns your stomach out. I think that's backwards. Uh, ibuprofen well, no, hard on your liver. So one of the things that I'll make, I'll do like the thirty thousand foot flyover. One of the starting chemical reactions of inflammation. Um, is also one of the starting chemical reactions to produce the mucus lining of your stomach. So if you take something like ibuprofen, you just stop that reaction. Yeah, so, you so don't it get burns the inflammation, but it, but it also like keeps your mucus lining from being as good. So if you take a whole lot of it over time, so that's um, there are some anti-inflammatories that try to skip that, but they have their own issues. So. But yeah, that's that's why I'm trying to reduce the amount of ibuprofen I take. I don't want to uh, end up like my dad with ulcers and shit. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So, so on are the we gonna, on the college, are, hold are on, we on. on this show, are we sticking with the format of? We'll do new shit. Talking about new shit first, because uh, yeah, we, you know what? I'm will. I'm an adult, and I'm gonna come out and say it. Uh, I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you, you want to talk about first? Just like our own shit. I think we should. St- I think we should talk about our own stuff. Ever since I heard that that was the fake Jake that recommended that, I I, I don't like it. <laughs> well, fake we Jake. We can let our we can let our listeners decide. I'll put nope. that on. I, our I, listeners don't make the content. I didn't care. You didn't care. But Kenny does. Yeah, that's true. So. If anyone wants to meet Kenny in a parking lot, he'll push on your suspension for a Smirnoff and then fight you with three Abbey Tool chain whips wearing his full face helmet for the order of the show. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I do want to say on this before we move on, on this uh, collagen container, it says improves the appearance of crow's feet, which that just puts this picture in my head of two crows sitting on a branch and one looking at the other's feet and being like, <laughs> Eugene, your feet look amazing today. What have you been doing? <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, Bob, it's ancient nutrition, collagen protein. <laughs> so, the stuff we right. do as a society to not look old is mind-boggling. I know. It's so I just weird. want to 
I want to outrun the creeping pain of the sins that I've done to my body in the past. I don't care what it looks like. I just want it to not hurt. Like, yeah, the pain thing. I understand that. Like, we all want to be comfortable, but yeah, yeah. guess what? You get old and you look different. Like, get over it. Quit <laughs> injecting the economy with gajillion dollars because you got some wrinkles. Fuck. There, there is a huge industry in making women feel bad about how they look. I mean, men too. Don't get me wrong. But, man, the, the one for women is a... We could, I could do a whole podcast about it, but I won't. Yeah, I think it's, in, you know, this is maybe just like a programmed thing, right? So, like, I could be saying some really bad stereotypical stuff, so stop me if I offend anybody. But it seems like, <laughs> why is it that, and again, maybe this is just preconceived. I have no idea. But it's kind of a bummer that it seems like men usually look pretty, look better as they age. Like, there's just a thing. I don't know why, right? Is that something that's taught to us? I, I don't yes. think it's crazy. Yeah, Beauty is taught to us. Yeah, like, you, like, you're, all your life, it's like, oh, so-and-so, this, this actor, they, they age so, like, they, when a, when an actor, when a male ages, they get more handsome and distinguished, and when a female ages, if she doesn't look almost exactly like she did when she was younger, then she just didn't age well. Well, I'm sorry to perpetuate that then. <laughs> but that's in my brain. Yeah. Uh, I was more just saying that seems that seems like a bummer. Yeah, it, it is. I don't care. I've got like some wonderful gray hairs coming in and I can't wait until I just have this like red and white striped mohawk. It's going to be lit. Yeah, I've got some I got some white hairs <laughs> creeping in. The two of y'all together don't have as much white hair as I have on one side I know, of my Matt head. Matt has all of the white hair. He's are you he are like you going gray? Salt. Oh, he's been going gray since he was like twenty. I guess I never realized. Kenny, I'll send you a picture after the show. I'll like go in the bathroom where it's like well lit, and I'll send you a picture of my head. I also don't know people's hair colors. It's a weird thing. It's how I'm programmed. I just don't. I don't know. I don't notice that kind of stuff. I Kenny could have a friend. I could have like a, a super good friend that I've known for twenty years. We hang out every day, and someone's like, "Hey, is that your? You know, who's your your blonde buddy?" I'm like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, should we talk about any, like, do you want to talk about our own stuff first or do you want to talk about bike stuff or whatever? I mean, bike stuff of our own or new shit or whatever. I think that we, I just like the old format. It feels for me. Okay. Well. It's easier. It's definitely easier, I feel like, to roll into everything else then, after we've talked about ourselves then let's stop talking about what we're going to talk about and start talking about it all right uh i'll go haven't ridden my bike i did i talk about trying to retape my tubeless tires and it failed because tubeless tape is yeah. the worst thing yeah. ever what I type of tape were you using twice that's the problem is is i didn't have the right tape and it takes an hour round trip for me to go get tape you can yeah, say you it. what did you that. try to use did you try to use stan's tape I'm trying to remember what I even had. It wasn't stands. Was it like I don't was it the semi clear like scotch tape that come that's like in your kitchen drawer? <laughs> no, it was tubeless tape. It just I thought all we had around around was stands just because or like it was cheaper blue than painters tape? No, fuck both of y'all. It was <laughs> tubeless tape. I just don't remember the brand and it was also barely enough. All right. And it just didn't work. So I ordered DT Swiss tape. I ordered two rolls of DT Swiss, 10-meter rolls. I ordered two Maxxis Reaver tires. 
got them in hand now. They look really good. Is there a reason you didn't use Terravel tape? Uh, yeah, because I used it once and uh, I didn't like it. Really? That's yeah. uh, that's really shocking. Have you did you use whiskey tape? Because it's the same exact thing. Yeah, I, DT tape is the best in my opinion. Okay. I'm happy to be wrong, but yeah, I mean that's wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and then I got some bar tape and a couple of pairs of grips and some sealant because got to put new tires on. And then I uh, drank some whiskey and I ordered what, a bunch what of really sealant. Did you use stands? That's okay. It, none of it works better than the other, so I buy stands because it's pretty affordable. Yeah. They all suck the same. Yeah. If you told me today, right now, if you write me a check for $5,000 and for the rest of your life, you will have the benefits of tubeless tires, but you'll never have to touch tubeless sealant or fuck around with tape again, I'd write the check. I. It, it is the least, I don't know the right way to put it, everything else you do on a bicycle, there's an adjustment to it. You know, you... You follow a procedure, and it works. And tubeless tape is like half art, half magic, half luck, half anger. And uh, I just don't like fucking with it. And you have you you have tape that leaks like mine did, so then you have to wash your wheel, but then it won't stick. So you have to spin the wheel and dry it out with an air hose and a hand torch. And then you got to use alcohol to like make sure it's really clean and dry, and dry it and blowtorch it again and... Then you got to start taping, and fuck, I just don't want to fuck around with all that. I just want to go ride my bike. So, Sounds like you want UST. I don't, because I don't <laughs> want to have to have some 19 different proprietary spokes for one wheel somehow. Um, <laughs> God, I just got flashbacks to those folders. I know Mavic. <laughs> the folders and, the, of Mavic and spokes. the tackle boxes full of Mavic spokes, yeah. God, nothing, just... <laughs> Sometimes people call me at work. They're like, do you know where I can get some Mavic spokes? And I'm like, absolutely not. Outdoors Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know. I'm sure they still have all of it. I don't know. If a customer, we have a giant amount of them, and they're in no order whatsoever, and they're ridiculous, (laughs) and none of the measurements make any sense. So the actual measurement that you would take and the one that's on the website, if the one that's on the website, you can't actually measure that in any way on the spoke. So basically it's all worthless. And if a customer came in and said, Hey, I need a Mavic spoke. I wish I could just say, Hey, here's the drawer full of them and come back with one. And I'm going to charge you $5 for it and you can't return it. And I don't want to talk about it. That's what I would do. (laughs) Yeah. Except I just get to say, I don't have those. What do you want to buy a wheel set that doesn't use weird spokes? Here we go. And uh, I also uh, drank some whiskey and then ordered a bunch of really expensive parts. Uh, I ordered a pair of Zip 303 S's and some red axis levers. Fancy. And I installed that most of the way it, it delivered today, but I had to do that pesky thing called work. So I worked on it after work and then ate dinner and watched some YouTube and then worked on it a little bit more. And I didn't finish because y'all wanted a fucking podcast, all you pesky listeners. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, quick update. My Stigmata is a Stigmata CC from 2019 and 58 centimeter. It has now 303 S's, Maxxis Reaver tires in 45 millimeter, black sidewall because I respect God. Um, kind of. <laughs> 
Let's see. Uh, then tie seat post, XX1 rear derailleur, red shifters. And then it got really kook because I'm going to use a mountain bike power meter on my gravel bike. So, For some reason, I thought those tires were skin walls. Nah. I thought that's what I saw last time I went out there. No, that was the Ramblers that I tried oh, setting okay. up. And then that's what it was. They didn't hold air because my tape sucked. So yeah, I yeah. Okay. Didn't bother putting... Got it. Yeah. All right. So tires, like wheels, tires, and a cassette. I shaved well over a pound swapping my stuff around. And the XX1 cassette is bigger than my old 11-speed cassette that came off. And the tires are bigger, too. So... Pretty big win. I just realized that, uh, like the, I'm gonna have to look to make sure. But based on the format of that bike rumor article you're looking at right now, I realize that I work freelance for Bike Rumor. I don't think but, you do, but not really. Either that, or Gear Junkie and Bike Rumor use the same format for their comparison type articles like that. I guess I don't know. I was just gonna say that uh, this was gonna be a minutiae we probably hate, but uh, all right. Worked on my Land Rover this weekend. You had does, a birthday. Does it run? It cranks no starts. What uh, What is necessary? Do you know? Does it need like uh, an engine or a fuel delivery problem? Like, do you uh, yeah, just have the a... starter dangling in the engine bay and it spins? Uh, or oh no 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 the 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 starter turns the motor and uh, the 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 spark plugs make spark. So but there's like the... there's like an engine in it. Oh yeah, the engine's installed. So I did you did you pull did you put a new engine in it? A new to me engine, yeah. Okay. And what was wrong with the old one? Uh or it didn't have one? The cam was flat. Yeah. Flat cams don't work. Well, and the problem is is it had been leaking oil and the dude that drove it was like almost ninety and he didn't care. So he just poured oil in it and then I guess he got cheap and started using the wrong oil. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it didn't work so well. So, <laughs> oh, um, God. and I know I'm getting fuel to the rail, but when it cranks over, you don't get that really strong, like unburnt fuel smell. So I don't. I think it's either the fuel rail or the injectors are clogged. So I don't know. Fancy. Yeah, um, I don't know how that motor works, and I'm just saying things. And the Land Rover, Range Rover discovery.net forward slash I like British cars forums going to be bummed but maybe check your <laughs> crank trigger that usually is like the start off point for all your all your thingies okay just general yeah. just general very very general car stuff on fuel injected stuff if for some reason your crank trigger is not working your ECU won't fire your injectors yeah oh that's good to know yeah give it a shot Kenny you should come out to uh, Colorado Springs and help Matt and Troy work on Matt's Land Rover. Uh, well, yeah, we can. We'll just put an LS in it. <laughs> there That's is. That's what we usually do. When you can't get it to run, just put an LS in it. There is a. It, oh, 100%. There's a motor mount kit that someone makes where you just slap a 5.3 iron block in there. Yeah, it's a hundred. It's an LT. Did they make that for a Forerunner? Uh, yes. Every single car that's ever been made, there is an can LS be. motor mount kit for it. Yeah. Awesome. Without a doubt. Unfortunately, the old 5.3 iron block junkyard motors that used to be $500 are now $2,000, which is ridiculous. Womp womp. So I mean, Texas Speed, will, Texas Speed will build you one, so who cares? Yeah. Um, in exchange for $50,000. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, put, 
then it'll be Texas speed. How old did you turn on your birthday, Matt? Uh, 36. And uh, I spent Friday afternoon, Saturday and Sunday working on the rover. Saturday was my birthday. I was asked by Troy's wonderful and very kind Canadian wife, what would you like for dinner? And I was like, doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just cool to hang out with friends. She gave me a look, and I'm like, hamburgers. She's like, what kind of meat? And I was like, the meat kind. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I so, thought you were going to have poutine. Nope. Uh, so I wonder she, if she knows. I'm sure she knows how to make poutine. I'm sure she does. But we had wonderful lamb burgers and uh, fries and this salad thing that was amazing. She put an egg on your burger, too. It, yeah. She's like, do you want anything fancy? I was like, a fried egg. She's like, you bet. And... Of course, it was a perfectly fried egg because that's how Canadians do things. Um, <laughs> and uh, she made me a cake, and we played cards and drank good beer. So that was really awesome. And then I came home, and uh, yesterday, Monday, Andrea made me birthday dinner from her because the weather was bad, so she couldn't come join us. Uh, and she made me chicken wings and homemade mac and cheese and mashed potatoes, and it was great. So just a, for anyone out there who doesn't like to fry stuff inside their house because it's kind of messy and smells funny, the website Recipe 10 Eats, they have a recipe for crispy baked chicken wings. And it is on fucking point. Like these wings are better than the ones that I had, like the fried ones from like a wing place in Memphis. Hands down better. They were so good. So that wraps it up. I'm missing just a couple of key parts on my stigmata, and uh, it's under 19 pounds. But I don't have bar tape and a rear rotor. So it's going to be like a 19-pound bike, which is pretty dope. Nice. And for people that are like, why do you care? I don't know. I didn't pick any of the parts to be light. There's definitely lighter wheels out there. I could have gotten wheels that were 300 grams lighter if I wanted. The Envy 2.3s, those are really light. And and not trying to sound like a dick, but like they're they're within budget. But yeah, like I'm not just total weight weenie, but I don't know. I'm uh I'm pretty stoked. Uh, it pedaled uphill really well with terrible tires and wheels on it. So I'm really excited to get the brakes all bled and get Didn't everything. Did it have like some alloy WTB wheels on it? Yeah, it had alloy WTB wheels with 370 hubs with uh, specialized sawtooth tires, which they're the slowest tire. I've ever ridden. I'd rather ride a 50 mil gator skin than that tire. <laughs> um, it's just terrible. So that's uh, that's my week. Um, I'm older. My hair's more gray. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Someone else just start talking, so I quit rambling. Kenny, you go because I I'm gonna use my tam- my time for a slight rant. Okay. Let's see. What did I do this past week? It's been super rainy. Considered going out of town, but there's like nowhere to go. Very, it's very rare that it's rainy in the entire state of Utah. Usually you can go, I probably could have gone to Moab. I think uh, some other people that I know went to Moab and had a decent amount of success. It was pretty chilly, but no rain. But all of South Utah is all rain. So moral of the story, can't really go anywhere. So kind of bummed on that. Haven't really been able to ride moto, but I did ride my fat bike Saturday morning, Sunday morning. And I got out like super early before everybody gets out to this one location. So that was pretty cool. And I got first tracks down the single track and they got about six inches of snow 
overnight. So that was pretty fun. It handled that just fine. The descent was really, really sketchy because it has been really warm and it very obviously froze. So there's probably, there's not a ton of base. A lot of it melted, but we'll call it like a foot of base, maybe a little bit more, but it froze completely solid. And then it snowed six (laughs) inches on top of that. And the descent (laughs) is like a real, it's a, you know, I would say we'll call it like between a black and a blue single track when it's dirt down a mountain. And then when it's snowy, it's really difficult. And there's some crazy off-camber switchbacks. And when it snows, there's the trail is not bench cut anymore, basically. And if you (laughs) fuck up a tiny bit, you will just go off the mountain and then slide down the mountain because it's very steep. And I was first tracks down that. and It was pretty sketchy. And I had to, I did ride it until I had a moment and almost died. And then I got off the bike and I couldn't even, I couldn't walk the bike. (laughs) <laughs> there was nowhere that you could put your body versus like with the bike. If you, you And that thing weighs a lot too. Yeah, it does. But you couldn't be above the bike because it was it's so steep on that side of the bench, if you will. Even though it's not bench cut really, it's just super steep. And you can't be below the bike because then you just slide down the trail. And the trail's probably a foot wide. So yeah, that was pretty sketchy. But overall, pretty fun. The bike performs pretty good. I shuffled some stuff around on it, moved where the screen is so that I can have, um, cause unfortunately my bar mitts cover that up. It's my, my pogies. Uh, the wolf tooth pogies are pretty good. Been pretty happy with those. Been pretty happy with the whole bike overall. For those that don't know, it is an Atso Arctotus. I don't know how you say that. I think it's a type of bear perhaps, <laughs> but it's a steel fat bike with a CYC photon motor uh, powered by DeWalt batteries and it's pretty cool it's been working good though I've got a couple hundred miles on it I think now which is pretty wild and really haven't had any hiccups it's been super good what else have I been doing I think that's really about it I'm ready for it to not be rainy anymore I think we got a whole like another it's still raining as we speak it's like someone's like flipped the spring switch accidentally for this side of the country it's really crazy. I know California, my brother lives out there and they got crazy flooding, tons and tons of rain, like 10 plus inches of rain in a day or two, which is really nuts. It's like normal stuff for, I don't know, like March. Uh, like yeah, it March, definitely. It's a very, April. this is a very odd year, I feel like weather-wise so far. I feel like in years past, you could basically pick any weekend in December through March. And you could just drive down to St. George and it's 60 degrees every time. And yep. yeah, not uh, not this year. So I'm looking forward to it not being shitty and riding some more moto. I did get my suspension back for my Kinevo SL. Uh, I was planning on doing a ride, but that kind of fell through. But I did get it mounted up and it got revalved and it feels better. I'll be able to provide more feedback. Also... Another shout out if anybody's interested in perhaps working for EXT. I don't know the details of that job role. Um, oh, somebody did, did reply get- and I did see that. I will forward that on. Okay. There may have been a misunderstanding. You're not going to be like working in Italy making suspension from the ground up. Uh, you're going to be working at a distributor for EXT. So mm. just realize what it is. I will find out more details on what that role would be. Uh, I imagine at this point there are probably 
opportunities for different roles, but I'm not positive. But if that's something that interests you in any way, let me know and I can put you in contact with the correct people. And I think that's all I got. Cool. All right. I have, well, I'll start with the bike related stuff. On Thursday last week after we recorded, I rode my bike again. I rode Wednesday and Thursday, rode my single speed, and it was fun. I really like that bike, Spot Rocker. So uh, my rant, though, isn't about bikes. Uh, This is for anyone that lives in Colorado, but really anyone anywhere, because this is a situation that's uh, likely to happen all over the country. Uh, There is a group right now trying to ban mountain lion and bobcat hunting. Um, They are, I don't know if they've gotten it on the ballot or if they're trying to get it on the ballot and people are trying to get it off the ballot. Basically, and look, I know I'm biased, right? I'm, I hunt, I mountain lion hunt, but these people are just outright lying about lion hunting all the way, just lying about it. The first thing they say is, like, people don't eat mountain lions. Like, mountain lion is, and bobcat, it's it's kind of rated as, like, one of the best big game animals that you can have on your table as far as, like, taste and whatnot. So, number one, like, as a hunter, I can say, like, that is one of the things that I aim to put in my freezer is lion. And that goes for all mountain lion hunters. Like, everyone wants to eat it. And it's also illegal to not take the meat with you. So anyone that's saying that that is a thing, like people just leaving carcasses out in the woods, like that's that's absolutely false. And then they're just going on about like, oh, the mountain lion population is in danger. And it's, it's not. You know, if you talk to anyone who's involved with actual research, like setting up camera traps, collaring animals, dealing with animals that are causing problems with... Um, you know, livestock and just taking people's pets so, out of quick, their backyard. So, quick question, Andrea. Yeah. Do you, I mean, obviously hunting is regulated by probably some different it's, agencies. I don't know all the details, but there is quite a bit of oversight in oh, everything that I'm aware of. it's extremely regulated. Because right? they, you it's, know, they issue tags with a reason and, you know, they have, they, they will stop hunting in one area and push people towards other areas. And there obviously right, seems yeah. to be concern and care and all this stuff is done with a reason can you think and i know you might be biased but can you think of something that might be truly overhunted, or has there been any problems recently or basically no is that stuff so handled so well that it's, it's not generally it's it's handled really so like last year um there was a ton like the northwestern part of colorado had a really really harsh winter and they had a lot of winter-killed animals, so they severely reduced the number of tags available for that part of the country, like for elk and deer and things like that. You know, it's the same way with lions. Like, they research it. They put out, uh, basically, they'll go out in the woods, they'll put out an electronic call that sounds like a dying animal, and they'll put game cameras around it, and they will count how many lions come through to, like, check out what this noise is. And they set... The, they set a quota for every region, and it's extremely regulated. Like, if you harvest a lion, you have to call it in and set up a time to bring the carcass into the wildlife office and have it inspected, and they do some, like, age testing and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
super regulated and by all counts by the people who are experts who are out in the field studying lions the population is steady or even increasing so if you it's just i mean it sucks because right like it's like we talked about a couple of weeks ago like people tend to be like oh i and this way politically so if i don't know much about a subject i'm going to vote by how most of the people in my political party will vote. So See, I think that that thing right there, that's probably what bugs me the most is that people it's like the people that want to protest stuff, they just I feel like some people protest for the sake of protesting and that's what is the status quo for whatever side they associate with instead of actually understanding the topic and that is like the number probably the number one problem politically. Well, and that's that's why like any vote for like and it could be a medical topic or biology like this case or like when uh you know people got to vote on reintroducing wolves into Colorado last year it's ballot box biology is the term for it and it's just it's wrong like you're you're putting people that have emotional decisions and emotional responses and that could easily be misinformed because people are just like I said they're just lying just not telling the truth about these things and people listen to it you know so that's my rant um if you live in colorado or if you know someone that lives in colorado please tell them to not ban that um it's not gonna it's not really going to reduce the number of lions that get killed because they're very territorial animals as there are more of them and they get pushed back into the areas as humans expand into their territory and then they bump into each other they come back they eat people's pets they get hit by cars you know they have to be captured and euthanized like it's not it's not going to be good you know it's just it's not a good choice so that's yeah i think maybe people don't realize in places like pennsylvania and a whole bunch of other states tennessee if there was zero deer hunting, for example, which is like a very established form of hunting, it would be bananas. You would, yeah. it would be, there would be like deer on top of deer. It would be crazy. Yeah. You would have to build a Mad Max like cattle guard on the front of your truck just to drive to work. Yeah. You would just be <laughs> running through multiple deers every time you drove your car. Yeah. Yep. And also like hunting licenses pay for pretty much most of conservation efforts in any state yeah that's probably another another thing thing that people don't understand yeah you if you don't sell more the more hunting licenses you can sell the more money your state has for any type of conservation efforts so that's that's my rant i don't want to take too much time with it i'm just saying you know if you or someone you know is going to vote on that next year please do not vote to ban that because I mean, look, and I'm just, I'd go right out and say it. Like, if, you know, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, if they're biologists, like, if they're lion experts, all of a sudden we're like, hey, we have to stop mountain lion hunting. There's not enough lions. I'd be bummed, but I'd, it would be okay because it's someone who's an expert in that field saying, we got to stop hunting lions. It's like, oh, that sucks. But okay. Yeah. Like, if you say so, like, you're the expert. You, you tell me, like, to stop hunting i'll stop hunting it's it's fine so we should talk about bike stuff now all right now do we talk about new shit we hate kenny's kenny's no wait yeah can i can i talk about this shimano thing real quick 
if you want. I don't. There's a man who is suing Shimano and Trek after a brake lever impaled his thigh. Yeah, I saw that. That is beyond ridiculous. By the way, and we discussed it on a show a long, long time ago, but I was on the trail when someone crashed in a super, super goofy way. And, uh, and yeah, she got impaled by a brake lever on a regular mountain bike. Anything is possible. And that's just so beyond ridiculous. So I hope that one gets dropped. It, that's it did, insane. It, it The left lever tore a 12-inch laceration into this person's thigh. He spent 10 days in the hospital, had three surgeries, and a skin graft. And uh, Yeah, I'm not saying that you didn't get hurt and that was not a painful thing to go through in your life. And like, yeah, that's super unfortunate. But it's not a design flaw or any of that like yeah you fell in a freak way um yeah it'd be like an old person getting old and eventually falls down the stairs and super breaks their hip and it's a horrible horrible thing and but in reality it's just stairs but it's just four (laughs) steps that are leaving the starbucks and like this person who didn't have enough bone juice throughout their life (laughs) just fell down and their old dust bones dusted like I don't know. I'm not saying I don't feel bad for homeboy, but at the same time, like shit happens, you know, like that's why you see those crazy videos of like someone crashes a car or like there's a a moving truck crash and the ass end of the moving truck is sitting on top of someone's porch. You're like, how the fuck? I mean, it happened, obviously, but how the fuck? Dude, I saw a car crash. I didn't see the actual crash, but I saw the aftermath. I was going... Or this this like a vehicle, like a small SUV was going uphill in probably in the passing lane. The road was a little like slimy with rain and snow. I'm guessing they lost control. They went into oncoming traffic. It looked like towards a garbage truck. The garbage like the place where the garbage truck probably had just pulled out of was at the top of the hill, so I'm guessing the truck was not going super fast and they were it looked like they were able to like get the dark garbage truck turned sideways and run off the road and just made it a T-bone collision instead of a head-on collision. So props to the garbage truck driver who did that because probably saved someone from trying to go through their windshield. Stuff happens. So yeah, don't sue Shimano because you got cut by a brake lever when you crashed. Okay. We want to pay our wolf tooth tax? Not yet. All right. Let's talk about how Zwift had a layoff. I love this. The opening of that. Yeah, Zwift pedaled in. This is from Velo News. Zwift pedaled into a stiff blast of headwinds when it confirmed a fresh set of Stafford layoffs and broke the news that its co-CEO is stepping away. So, I don't know. They're making a reduction in force. I guarantee that won't be the last layoff that we hear about in the bike industry in 2024. Probably not. In the sports bike-adjacent industry. So, it sucks. So I don't now, know. Now uh, is it time for Wolf Tooth Text? Cha-ching. They add a remote drop bar lever for gravel dropper seat posts. Uh, it is a little lever that clamps under your left shifter. You can actuate it from the top with your thumb if your hands are on the hoods. If you're in the drops, you can use your thumb to actuate it from the bottom. No, you can... Oh, you pull from the top or push Yeah, you give it the sneaky finger from the bottom. You jam yep. your thumb on it from the top. So. And then... Continuing with the Wolf Tooth Tax, they have signed an exclusive distribution agreement with Outdoor Gear Canada. 
So for our Canadian listeners, you can now get your wolf tooth parts from Outdoor Gear Canada. Well, that sounds like it's a distributor, so... Right. That means they're distributing parts in Canada. So if you're a bike shop in Canada... Yes. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Yes. You can't call Outdoor Gear Canada and ask to buy shit. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I left a step out. I would imagine that, like, Quality Bike probably gets at least 10 calls a day with someone being like, hey, can I buy this part? (laughs) I saw it on your website. No, you can't view the Q's website. It's It's all behind login. You can view the BTI site, though. Pretty handy. Yeah. Uh, other tech news, or do you want to talk about uh, your recall stuff? Yeah, you can go. Patent leak of SRAM published a patent on February 6, 2024. New method for charging access batteries. A solar array integrated with front and rear fenders as well as a bottle cage could be used to charge an access battery while on the move or not, obviously. I, yeah. All this, this like lets mount solar panels on cars and bikes and people not understanding how physics works, thinking that it's going to be actually useful is ridiculous. So can we stop doing that kind of stuff? Well, I know that it doesn't work because you see those crazy stories of like, this person built an ultralight aluminum trailer to charge their, that's covered in solar panels to charge their Tesla while driving. And it's like... Cool. I think this is one of those things where they filed a patent just so no one else can like try to make this hack shit. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of like there was a basically mini air conditioner that was water bottle sized and it was a dehumidifier essentially. So an air conditioner. And I don't remember if it was solid state like used Peltiers or if it was a little compressor. Doesn't really matter. Regardless, it's this thing that takes a fairly stout amount of energy to run for even a short period of time. And yes, in theory, can you produce water from thin air? Yeah, you sure can. Uh, But the amount that you would get would be like a gigantor DeWalt battery that would run full tilt for one hour and you would get like four drops of water, (laughs) which is great. Like, is it true? Can you pull, (laughs) can you pull water from the atmosphere? Yeah, absolutely. Totally can. But the way that they word stuff is so ridiculous. And guess what? Is that going to work in Utah? Fuck no. It's going to produce exactly zero drops of water. In Memphis, (laughs) Tennessee, will it produce 10 drops of water? Yeah, it will. But, like, why? Like, what are you doing? It's not actually useful. All right. Uh, I'll do this recall real quick. So, Box Components is recalling BMX stems because of a faceplate defect. They say, Box BMX race Box 1 oversized 31.8 Delta stems. The faceplate can crack and break. Uh, you can call Box Components. Uh, they have a 1-800 number. Look on their website. Um, they have a recall claim form on their on their website. So if you have a Box Race, sorry, BMX Race Box 1 stem, uh, check it out and make sure that you are not affected by the recall. You want me to just keep going? Uh, Vista Outdoors laid some people off, too. Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't. I didn't want to talk about that one too because it was already we've already talked about bummer bike industry stuff. Bell, Giro, Quiet Cat, Camelback, or Camelback, Fox Racing, Blackburn, and more closing offices in four communities as it consolidates its related brands into three groups. That's pretty pretty rowdy. 
Uh, GoPro revenue is down 8% for 2023. And then I'm going to see if there's any recall you didn't cover. Um, uh, there's a kid's bike, but pretty junky already. So, uh, Let's see. Yeah. There you go. There cool. might be a recall of a thing that I can't talk about. Wait, is it? Well, that one was announced, but I felt like that one was already announced. Is it that SRAM one? No, no, not that one. There's another one that we will we can oh. talk about off air. Got the one it. That you dealt with through your shop, possibly. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Bone juice. In a cool bike news, Arc Eight Extra 2.0 Enduro Bike has a sliding pivot now that supposedly makes your coil shock more coily, or makes it better with a coil shock. I, yeah. But it's also compatible with air shock. With it says it can be adjusted for air shocks, which I don't know. They don't explain what that adjustment is on their website. So one more time, what is it? So the ease it's on bike rumor. If you look at it, it's really easy to understand. But you know how a Yeti Switch Infinity Link has two little bars that the pivot slides on. Sure. Uh, imagine two bars mounted under the top tube that slid in the same fashion. And the oh, shock there is, was like a preview, I think, of this at one point. Yeah, and what's really cool is this is going to control the the let's call it the you'd have like a frame end and like a rocker end of a shock, and this is going to control the rocker end so it can't get side loaded. And I think that people often overlook side loading as sideways. But side loading is is just when the shock is moved in a way that it's not, not compressing the shock. Um, so they're using the entire seat stay, essentially using the entire seat stay as the shock yoke. But with a shock yoke of that length, it would just bend the damper rod. So they have these little sliders that controls that, and it it, it dictates the path of motion. So there will be no way to load up the shaft of the shock. So it should be rad. Yeah. And apparently you can just like, there's a grease port on it. You, you can just pump fresh sauce into it. Like I'm into it. I would love to try it. Yeah. I think it looks cool. And it's a pretty light frame. Again, I'm not a weight weenie, but 5.6 pounds, I think is what they, I don't know if that was for a coil or I'm sure that was without a shock. Yeah. I mean, I would try one. Definitely. P.O. Box 82. <laughs> Extra large. <laughs> it also has a flip chip. It comes as 29, but you can use a flip chip that can make it mullet compatible without altering the bottom bracket height. There you go. Yep. What do you think, Kenny? Did you pull up a picture and look at it? Uh, I can't find it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. All you can see is pivots now. I don't know why we've waited like three years to start using the Google Chat in a meeting but there you go okay cool interesting it looks like it'll work yeah they seem to make nice bikes yeah maybe that's also the bike that uh i'm pretty sure that's the bike where one of the pros in an xco race their bottom bracket fell out on the start line (laughs) and i don't mean like the bottom the crank fell out i mean the the bottom bracket tube snapped off the frame (laughs) Oh, I was going to give them comments, but then they put their other wolf tooth grips on backwards. So, Oh, that is 5.6 pounds with a Fox Club. Holy shit. Shock. That is good. How many how many millimeters is that thing boing? I don't know. It looks like a lot of them. Oh, Kenny, they lowered the bottom bracket 8 millimeters and are recommending you run shorter cranks. 
It's, it's the only place the market can go. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but that's the only different thing that we can do right now with bikes. An entire article in zero times does it mention the travel. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I already closed the, like, factory website, so. Hmm. I'll find it. Anything you want to poo-poo upon? Nothing's really caught my eye. I kind of browse all the usual stuff, and it's pretty ho-hum, I think, these days. All right. Do we want to move on to uh, listener questions? Yes. All right. We've got one that I missed last week somehow, but this is from Winona Ryder. <laughs> says, hey, y'all, how about some riding safety conversation? A few years ago, I was at the dentist. After looking at my teeth, she asked if I'm a mountain biker or if maybe I grind my teeth at night. After calling me out, she suggested riding with a mouth guard for a few reasons. Preservation of teeth, possibly improved balance somehow and maybe some protection from your jaw chattering on a downhill. I was thinking it was just another way to sell custom mouth guards and have more money for a Yeti, but maybe there's something to it. Any thoughts on full-face helmet for trail riding? I've been thinking about the Kali Invader 2. Lots of ventilation and would still keep me pretty after a crash. I haven't stopped myself with my face yet, but I take a couple good falls every year. Not sure if I'm ready to be that guy on the trail, but maybe emulating full-face Kenny would be good. I ride in southeast Minnesota. No long descents, but enough tech that I can manage to hurt myself. Do you ride with a first aid kit? What do you pack in it? Some band-aids, a tampon, and some whiskey? Love the show. Thank you, Winona Ryder. I can say so far I've only hit my face once crashing, and it was in Memphis, and I slid on some wet stuff, and basically hugged a tree we didn't slide on some wet stuff they had stacked logs or yeah. sticks in a mud hole parallel to the trail instead of perpendicular to the trail well they were perpendicular and then they like came loose and there was one parallel to the trail in my rear tire um basically well i think my front and rear tire both hit it and just like the bike just kind of like rolled sideways out from under me and i ended up like with my face on a tree and my arms wrapped around the tree Luckily, it was relatively low speed, but my point being, you don't have to have long descents to put your face on a tree. And Kenny, that's like where you hit your face too, was in Memphis, but you were like at Stanky Creek or something? Yeah, my really bad crash, uh, my face hit a bridge. And yeah, that was that was pretty bad. But yeah, you can crash. I felt like almost every race that we would go to, even locally in the south, as let's say we were finished up racing and other groups were coming in, there would always be somebody with a truly actual smashed in face, like bloodied up, missing teeth, broken nose, whatever. Yeah. So it's not uncommon to hit your face when you're on a two-wheeled thing. There's a reason why on street motorcycles and snowmobiles and dirt bikes and downhill bikes and BMX racing that everybody wears a full face helmet because when you're going at a reasonable clip and things go bad, there's a high chance that your face is going to hit the ground and you're not going to have a deciding factor in it. Like, Oh, I'm going to just land on my feet now. It's just, <laughs> it's already happened. And it's the same reason that you break collarbones is because your momentum is insane and you're pointed downhill and you hit your shoulder. That's just how it happens. So even if you're an amazing athlete, there's a point where you have no control 
and the first thing that's going to hit the ground is your shoulder or your face. Yeah. So full face helmets are, I think, very good. Uh, on your note of you're worried about what other people think, I think just a piece of life advice in general is you should not care what anyone around you thinks about you because everybody is stupid. Most people, <laughs> at least 75% of people are stupid. So just disregard what people think about what you do, what car you drive, what type of helmet you have, because they're dumb. So don't worry about that. Do what's right for you. Uh, as far as my recommendation for a helmet, I have a Smith. I've had, I've had a bunch of different helmets. I had a, I want to say way back in the day, it was so hard to find lightweight full face helmets. I, I rode a youth BMX helmet, even though it was probably the biggest helmet I've ever owned that was full face, but it was billed as a youth full face helmet. And I don't remember who made that one. And then I had, I think it was a bell. And who made the first decent two-piece full face? Was that a Giro? Probably. I think it was a Giro. And they had like a version two and a version three. And I had that was the. I think you're thinking of the Bell Super R. Bell Super. You're right. I had a Bell Super 2R and a 3R. And they were decent. That Kali one looks, it looks nice. I mean, it is very well ventilated. The Kali one looks like an Enduro helmet that grew a full face chin bar. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't look like a moto helmet that was made for. Yeah. I mean, try a few on and see what fits your head. They're all a little bit different. They're like saddles, you know, like just They are very different. This one might not be comfortable for you, but it might be comfortable for me. So try, you know, I'd try them on or at least purchase one at a place where you can return it. Like if you got it in the mail and you put it on your head and you're like, yeah, this is like oval shaped and my head is round and it just doesn't fit. So, you know, it could be a perfectly good helmet and just not be the right shape for your head. So you're, you probably want to try a few on, or if you get this one and it is really comfortable, then roll with it, you know? I have the Smith Mainline. It is a $300 helmet, but it is super nice. Super good build quality, really good ventilation. Basically everything about it is awesome. It runs a proper, like, D, uh, D ring style so it's not just like a little clasp it's more of like a moto style and i wear it on the moto not saying that's the smartest thing in the world but the speeds that i generally ride my moto at are really no different than mountain bike speeds so yeah anyway been super happy with that helmet i've had two of them now and they're really really good i can highly recommend the smith mainline yeah that one doesn't have quite the ventilation as the uh the collie one but like i said you you might find that one fits you better than the other, so try them on if you can. The cool thing about the Smith is it's MIPS, like a lot of things, but it's got that honeycomb stuff that Smith is known for. And Keeps it does, bugs out of your helmet. It does breathe pretty good. So, yeah, I've been really happy with it. Probably, yeah, I would say that it's by far my favorite helmet that I've ever had. All right. And there was and the another, guard, maybe another uh, piece of that question, like first aid kit and other safety stuff, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he asked about mouth guards. And, I yeah, mean, that one I don't you can understand. Get, I've you never, can get a lightweight never shattered mouth guard. my teeth on a descent. I don't get that at all. Yeah, I'd say you're probably more likely grinding your teeth at night. Uh, yeah, that, that's a real thing for sure. Yeah, so as if you sleep in the same bed as a partner, um, ask them if they ever hear you grinding your teeth. If you don't, maybe. Will there be a buffet? What? <laughs> Matt yells in his sleep. 
<laughs> but if you don't, that's, that's I don't pretty know, maybe, rowdy. Maybe I don't know. Set something up to record you yourself while you sleep and see if you can hear you grinding your teeth. Cause it's actually pretty loud. I've heard Does someone Matt grinding yell your teeth. any like specific things. It's usually pretty random. It's so well. Here's the thing: is like, like I think something. One time he was like some, talking about putting lasagna in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the thing is, is like Taco sleeps in the bed with Andrea, and I, Daisy won't sleep in the bed with me. So, I start like mumble bullshitting, and then Taco wakes up, which wakes Andrea up, and then I'm like, "Is there? Are you going to put the lasagna in a basket, or <laughs> is there going to be a buffet?" Uh, or I didn't know if it's like you yelling at specific people if it's like yelling at someone to get off your lawn or I mean most recently I woke up yelling get the fuck off of him listener Tom was in my dream and uh, he was carrying a bobcat (laughs) (laughs) just totally normal and uh, tossed it in a trailer and as he closed the door we realized there was a giant gap over the top of the trailer door and the bobcat was going to climb out. And even though the bobcat had posed no risk to us when he was carrying it, suddenly it was very dangerous. Also, in, in that same dream, I had to kick a, a, a Komodo dragon in the head. <laughs> um, but I woke up kicking this uh, bobcat that was trying to attack us. And uh, really, I was just kicking the back of the, the pullout, like the the couch that turns into a bed i was just like kicking the back of it in my sleep (laughs) and i think that's what woke me up um was when my foot collided with this thing and it i woke up and my foot really hurt and i was like oh god i hope i didn't wake troy up screaming in his house (laughs) Uh, as far as a first aid kit i've never ridden with a first aid kit i really should i carry first aid stuff when i go hunting just because it's small and it fits in my pack. And honestly, like, I've gotten it small, like, with the essentials and stuff. I could, if I wore a pack when I was riding my bike, I could probably jam it in there and it would be all right. Um, It's just got basic stuff. It's got some Band-Aids, some tape, gauze, like, absorbent stuff. Maybe, I think, like, some packets of, like, a wound cleaner thing. Not not alcohol. I mean, there's alcohol swabs in there, too. But you don't want to, like, wash a wound out with that because it'll hurt. And a, uh, like if in my elk hunting kit, when I'm going to be like way up in the mountains, way in the back country, I carry a Sam splint also. So, and, uh, they mentioned carrying a tampon and that's, that's universal. Um, everyone should carry one because tampons are super absorbent and they have this neat and tidy little wrapper and you can take tape and wrap a bunch of tape around the wrapper. And then if, your legs hanging open you can jam a tampon in there and use the tape that was on the package to lash it to your leg and hopefully get to more yeah. adequate and, stuff uh, just for anyone out there who doesn't who's not a tampon savvy the brand ob their tampons are just a tampon there is not an applicator so uh, that is the most packable one it's in they're relatively waterproof you know like a little bit of rain or moisture on your pack isn't going to uh, expand it. If you dropped it in a creek, eh, all bets are off. But uh, I do want to say my AR-15 has a tampon holder. Who thought of that? Matt thought of that. I made the guy in the gun shop blush because uh, I didn't know that there was a little like trap door in the bottom of the uh, 
in like the grip and Matt opened it up and he's like, oh yeah, that bolt you're looking for is right here. I just stuck it in there. And I was like, oh man, that's awesome. It's got a little trap door and Matt's like, it's a tampon holder. And I, I literally keep one in there because you never know when something's going to bleed. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, also something that's super handy is if you are putting together a first aid kit, um, in my hiking stuff, something that I carry is I'll take like a small pill bottle and then, I mean, I guess you need to be careful with this because I mean, you have to be an adult, right? You know, you can toss in some ibuprofen. They're one color. You could toss in Tylenol. They're a different color and shape. And then you could take those little cellophane wrap Benadryl and jam those in there. Oh yeah. Benadryl is a good one. Like if you yeah, get stung by, the way, stung by something, uh, I carry the the big boy pills, so that is something I carry in my Camelback. And by the way, when I exploded my collarbone, and it was in many pieces, I ate two adult pills. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, it, and it helped. It helped immensely. Uh, it was still a super bad time, right? But I don't remember what they are. They're oxys or something I got from, you know, Wisdom Teeth Out or something like that. But your normal run of the mill prescription pain meds. Uh, if you have the ability to have a few of those in your pack, that's probably a really good idea. Cause yeah, if you've just got a bloody stump left, you just eat two of those and drag your ass out of the woods. <laughs> uh, I can't like, if I take that stuff, I start vomiting almost immediately. So oh, it, it, I, I get super sick too, but it's a choice of, do I get nauseous or do I maybe not get out? And yeah, yeah when you've true. got a bone, when you got a bone pooching out, it's really nice to have the, uh, pain meds. <laughs> the the last one that's maybe more accessible is Pepto Bismol does make chewable tablets. Oh yeah, and those are cool because I don't know you're doing a long ride and like your stomach's just not sitting right and like I don't know just have them with you. Um, but again, this is you, also where the tampon could come in. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? Uh, I'm just gonna. We're just gonna leave that one. <laughs> in all seriousness, so like again, you have to be an adult, right? Like if you can't open a pill bottle and be like, "Oh yeah, here's my individually wrapped Benadryls. Here, these pink ones are Pepto. These, you know, burgundy ones are ibuprofen. These white football shaped ones are Tylenol. These, you know, yada yada. Like if you can't do that, you you don't do it, right? You, yeah. You have the worst to be, case is, you know, you got six different pills in there you take two of each two of them are oxys you got two tylenols two leaves two peptos like you're gonna be fine like it's not a big deal well okay um, <laughs> but the one thing i would really recommend is with that make sure that you do overstuff it with like cotton balls yeah they'll rattle around in there and not only is it an, an annoying noise they'll turn to dust yeah like they'll they'll make each other dust so yeah like Put all the stuff you want in there and then put as many cotton balls in there as it takes so that when you shake it, they don't rattle. Yep. And uh, also remember, uh, if you live in a state that is legal, that's a great place to put weed candy too because if you're having a really bad day, you're like, I just need to get home and not think about this as much. You can be like, gomp, and uh, keep going. There you go. Uh, and then, uh, oh, uh, a couple of other like really handy things uh, if you are putting together a, a little med kit. Uh, this is in my hiking bag. It goes hiking and hunting with me, and it also goes uh, on motorcycle rides. I just kind of like grab this one Ziploc and move it around. Uh, the other thing I've done is uh, they make 
water-activated toilet paper. So you get it wet, and this little, like, noon-sized tablet turns into a big, like, wet wipe-looking thing. I have a few of those. Do you stick it in your ass? No, you would just, like, I mean, it's... it's, compressed toilet paper. Yeah, it's, you know, like, those little magic camp towels that, like, pop out when you get them wet. Uh, I guess I haven't seen them. Okay, well, like, you would just, like, pour a little bit of your water bottle on there or, like, dunk them in a creek, and they just expand and turn into a wet wipe you can also dunk them in snow but i have a few of those along with a little bit of regular toilet paper folded up in a doggy bag that way uh if you need to do some things you can and uh if you're not in a situation where you want to leave behind your toilet paper and whatnot you got a little doggy bag and you can pack out what you took in yeah so, remember, so it's not, not super uh, not ahead. all environments are uh are human waste friendly so so they're not very biodegradable but those blue shop towels are amazing on your ass <laughs> <laughs> so i usually have one of those in my bag You'd want to pack those out then if they're not very biodegradable toilet paper is really not well, that I'm, biodegradable. i'm not saying it's like it's, I mean, it's paper. It's going to be somewhat biodegradable, probably. Yeah. Better you definitely than want to perhaps bury a it. towel. You, you have to practice your leave no trace principles. Make sure you're not near water. Dig a, I think it's an eight inch hole and bury it. And it will, it will break down over time as long as there's some moisture in the environment. But if you're like out in the desert or something, you got to take that shit with you. Literally. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, and then it'll grow, it'll grow a little shit tree. I've <laughs> dug a hole in such in anger desperation (laughs) pro tip if you can find a rock that's partially embedded in the ground and flip it out that is a very good start to a cat hole you bet you should we move on we should move on we're (laughs) we're not experts on shitting in the woods all right we've got a question from axel Axel says, I have a question for Kenny. I'm looking to buy a specialized Levo expert. I want to know if it's possible to reprogram the computer so that I can change from stock mullet to 29er in the rear. I have a 2022 Stump Jumper Evo and would like to buy a nice set of wheels that I can change between the two. I have nothing against mullets and do not wish to offend the mullet community. However, it is just not for me. Thank you. Axel. So, the Gen 3 Levo is not mullet compatible as in sorry it's it's, it's not mullet switchable only. it's not switchable from mullet i think people have done it and can you fit a 29 with a smaller tire maybe like maximum 2.4 and it doesn't technically rub anything yeah but i think you're gonna have not adequate mud clearance and all that other kind of stuff plus i would never run a 2.4 on an e-bike or really any longer travel bike 2.6 is the only thing you should run maybe a 2.5 Two five acid uh, guy is like, or aggressor is like, yeah. If, yeah, if, you, if you it's two five with, the, with lots of knobs, if you can deal with the weight, the, that two five acid guy and aggressor combo is pretty fucking gnarly. So, can you change the wheel circumference to make everything happy? Yes. I don't actually know if you can do that in the app. I'm gonna have to do research. I think that might be a dealer only thing, but I'm not positive on that. It was at one time a dealer only thing. But you might be able to you might be able to do it in the app now. And by the way, for those like full transparency, yes, you can change the wheel size to change the top speed of the bike, but we're talking about a couple of miles an hour plus or minus if you max the slider one way versus the other. 
you have 2000 millimeters to 2400 millimeters of rollout. So basically a really, really big 29 down to a small 27.5 and that's the range. So don't get too excited. You're not going to have a 30 mile an hour e-bike. That's not a thing, but you can do some fine tune adjustments just to make the speedo accurate. Cool. Well, that's what we got. Want to do patrons? That's your job. All right. So our patrons at $10 and up, we've got starting at $10 a month. Zozo, Zach, Wilma Fingerdoo, Will, Tom, Todd, Ty, Tennessee Zach, T. Baggin, Taperboard Pro, Sam, Ryan, Richard Cheese, Ramo, Parker, P. Ennis, Noah, Nick, My Pal Dal, MTV Shenanigans, Lloyd, Christmas, Leland, Kenny Sucks, Ken, Josh, Josh, Jeff, JC, Jake D, Green Giant, Gordon, Frank the Tank, F That Guy Mark, Ezra, Evan, Eric, Dan, Cam Irish One, Billy Single Speed, Bill, Bo, Barilla Dix, Baggins, Ass Pennies, Alec, AJ, Aaron, Esker Cycles at 1169, Lead Out Sports, and Josh from the Intesa at 14 Australian, Dean at 1650 Australian. And at $20 a month, we've got Scott, Poop Wrench, Joe, Brady, Anthony, Harley at 30 Troy at 31 and Six Pack Outdoors at 50 There we have it. Thank any, you to all of our patrons. Any closing remarks or anything? Uh, we have currently raised $470 to donate to Partnership for Community Action, and we still have a few stickers left. If anyone would like to go to our website and get those, or if you want to just raise money for JRA, uh, you can go to the website and buy other stuff too. And thanks to, I don't have their name handy, but we did get a really cool suggestion for a a Veterans Association to support. So cool. that is something we will probably be rolling out here fairly shortly. Yeah, once I get the taxes done. Yep. Taxes are stressful. All right. Well, Kenny said shut her down in his mind. I heard him. I felt it. <laughs> Telekinesis. Thank you all for listening and good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Riding Along Show. There's some shit coming out of your pants. <laughs>